Well, praise God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. If you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter five. and We'll begin reading at verse two. Again, that's Matthew five and two. And it says, and he began speaking and taught them, saying, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men revile you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely. For my sake, rejoice and be very glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in this manner, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Beatitudes. You know, earlier today when I was asking God, you know, Lord, what do you want me to tell your people? And he told me to preach on the Beatitudes, the Beatitudes. I looked up the word Beatitudes. And it says supreme blessedness. It means supreme blessedness. The Beatitudes is a blessing from the Lord. However, I think it's quite interesting. You know, we all, if you uh, grew up in church or know anything much about the church, we all know about the Beatitudes. Typically, you know, and especially in the older generation, they would have a copy of a or, or some type of art form with the Beatitudes listed along with the, the, word, the Lord's Prayer. In fact, it kind of was somewhat like a rites of passage if you grew up in the church. You know, you had to memorize all the books of the Bible as a young child. And also they want you to memorize the Lord's Prayer and the Beatitudes. In fact, the Beatitudes is something that we may recite in different occasions even now. But the thing about it is, although we know about it, but oftentimes I don't think we we may not always understand the power of the Beatitudes. Once again, the definition of the Beatitudes is supreme blessedness. It means supreme blessedness. Now, when Jesus taught on the, the Beatitudes, he taught the people. It wasn't just for us to hang it, uh, hang it on our wall. And recite it for different various occasions or to say that I've, there's a check mark. I know my Beatitudes. No. Understand the Lord Jesus Christ is always looking for a way to bless us. The Beatitudes. Blessed are. Blessed are. Blessed is. It is a way for the kingdom of heaven to come down on our behalf for us to invite the kingdom of heaven on our behalf. It is a way or a reason for God to bless us. Now, I think it's quite interesting as we're going to read through these Beatitudes again, that some of them is something that you have to make a choice, but there are others it's going to happen to you. You can't avoid it, but God has provided a way for you to be blessed behind it. The first one, it says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Another translation says, blessed are those who depend only on God. In other words, who make God their only 
source. You know, it's one thing to, you know, we all have heard people say, you know, you have no choice but to serve God or have no choice but to do what God is telling you to do because there were no other options. You were, you were at your wit's ends. There was no way out. You was backed up in a corner, so to speak. But there comes a time where you will have some choices. The word of God says, blessed is the man or blessed is the person who depend only on God. That means when you have choices, will you still depend on God? Will you make God your only source? In other words, there are no other options. It doesn't matter what you have in front of you. It doesn't matter what you can. It doesn't matter your, what your resources are. You've elected to make God your only source. The word of God says, blessed are the poor in spirit. Or those who make God their only source for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. In other words, when you do that, when you make God your only source, then you have all of heaven to back you up. In other words, when God bless you, it's going to be showing sure up a blessing. It's going to be a blessing. As scripture said, you won't have room enough to receive. Why? Because you made him your only source. Once again, the Beatitudes is just ways that the Lord Jesus Christ can bless us. He's looking for a way to be a blessing to you. The next one says, blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. Blessed are those who mourn. You know, I don't care what you do in this life. There are going to be a season of time where you're going to mourn. It could be a loss of a loved one. It could be someone who left you. It could be a loss of a, a job that you really liked. It could be a loss of some things such as a house. But anyway, there's going to be some type of mourning. It's part of the territory. It's part of our journey. But the Lord Jesus Christ, he said, you are blessed when you mourn. Does it mean that the Lord Jesus Christ, they're causing you to be more They're the cause of, of, of the sickness or the, someone leaving you or a death? No, no, it doesn't mean that. But the word, what the word of God says, Jesus said, when you mourn, the kingdom of heaven will come down and bless you if you allow it. It is an opportunity for the Lord Jesus Christ to show himself strong while you are mourning so he can comfort you. You know, I've seen uh, several situations where it's interesting, where perhaps a loved one has gone on to be with the Lord. It may have been a person's mother or grandmother. And it's interesting how I have witnessed how God will use a little child to bring joy to that sad situation. I've seen it so many times where once again, where it's, it's interesting, where one person goes on to be with the Lord, the someone else is born in this earth and they become a source of comfort. I've seen the Lord Jesus Christ use that child as a source of comfort. The scripture says, once again, blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. Now, it didn't say how he's going to be comforted. Would you better believe however the Lord see fit to comfort you is going to be a divine intervention. It's going to be blessed by God. I've seen others. You know, what? let's look at the scriptures. It's quite interesting. In Genesis, the word of God talks about how when uh, Sarah, Abraham's wife, passed shortly thereafter, the word of God says that he sent his servant to find a wife for Isaac. See, the Lord made us. He knows what we need at what specific time 
when we're mourning, we're at different stages in our life. He knows what's going to bring us joy. He knows what's going to comfort us. Let me give you a, 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 a personal example of, of, of that. Um, I remember when my grandmother passed. Now, my maternal grandmother, in other words, my, my mother's mother, she passed. And I remember I was in the pulpit. And um, now, for those who know me, they know that my grandmother and I were extremely close. But, you know, my father was a source. God used him as a source of comfort for me. I never forget. I was sitting on the platform uh, and I, my, my, I was sad. I'll be very honest with you. you know, of course, I couldn't show it, but I was sad. But when I saw my father come through the doors, it blessed my heart. And to speak with him afterwards, we had time to fellowship. That was just such a blessing. Now, I cannot explain, but it just it was just a God used him as a source of comfort for me. The Lord knows what you need when you need. He made he knows what's going to. He knows how to bless you. He knows how to comfort you. And once again, sometimes he'll use people. But, you know, sometimes the Lord Jesus Christ, listen, the Lord will do it himself. I remember I went through a very painful situation where I, I was I was so sad and I thought uh, I had during that time. I know I had to face what I thought was going to be the the saddest day of my life. And I remember that night I was so sad. Once again, I was mourning. But it's interesting in the morning time, the Holy Spirit woke me up and began to talk to me. What did he talk to you, Brother Pastor? What did he talk to you about? The Lord began to talk to me what he wanted me to do, things he wanted me to have, the vision, the plans that he had for my life. He gave me specific instructions. At this point, I need you to do this, 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 and that. You all, the, no one can comfort you like the Lord Jesus Christ. You all, although I'll be honest with you, the scripture says you may weep in the night. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Listen, joy came in the morning. The Holy Spirit woke me up, began to talk to me, you all. It was a source of comfort in the most saddest times of my life. The Lord, he knows how to comfort you. How did he comfort me? By telling me what he wanted me to do. Laying out the plan for my life. Tell me things I need to do. Tell me things he wanted to bless me with. Show me specific details what he wanted me to do and how to function when certain things would take place. You all, that was a time of joy. Let me tell you something. Nobody can do you like Jesus. I'm talking during my saddest hour. The Lord that morning came, woke me up to comfort me. He is a lifter of a bowed down head. The Lord knows how to comfort you. Once again, the word of God says, blessed are they who mourn for they shall be comforted. The Lord knows how to comfort you. The word of God says, blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the meek. Now, I know oftentimes, you know, when we hear the word meek. We some of us take it as a sign for weakness. But when I think of a meek, a meek person, I think of an individual who does not have to be first in line. A meek person is one who doesn't have to be the man, so to speak. They can be in the background. 
They don't have to have their way. You know, as I was pondering on this and as I was meditating on this word, the Lord reminded me about Moses. The word of God says he was the meekest man on the earth. Now, one of the things I believe that that uh, qualified him, I think it's quite interesting. The word of God says that he chose, he elected to suffer with the people of God, the children of Israel, rather than enjoying the pleasures of Egypt for a season. And I remember Moses was a prince of Egypt, but he elected to suffer with his own people. You all, there's not many people that would do this. That that takes a level of meekness. And then when he guided the people, for the most part, he was very patient with them. When they were about to get in trouble, Moses would warn them, hey, you don't want to do this. Why? Because Moses had a heart for the people. The word of God says that he was the meekest man on the earth. When you are meek, you don't have to be first in line. When you're meek, you don't you won't make your way. The word of God says you will inherit the earth. When you're not busy trying to promote yourself. When you can wait on the Lord, when you are content to just do what God is telling you to do, doing the right thing, the word of God says you'll inherit the earth. In other words, listen, the Lord will bless you big time. You know why? Because it's not about you. You're not trying to bless yourself. You're not trying to promote yourself. Once again, you are waiting on the Lord. And whenever the Lord sees fit, that's when you're going to, what you're going to do. Now, when I say this, I don't mean you're just sitting around twiddling your thumbs. No, you're sensitive. You're attentive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And so when the Holy Spirit says move, you're going to move. But how many of y'all understand, even during that time, before you get there, wherever there is, there's a waiting period. And sometimes we can be uneasy and sometimes you want to get ahead of God. But when you are meek, you're going to wait on the Lord. You're going to wait on the Lord. The word of God says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Again, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. You know, as I was meditating on this, I was reminded of Fred Price, the late Fred Price, just a blessed man of God. We thank God for his ministry. You know, I reminded of his story. He talked about how when he came to the Lord and God called us to ministry, he was hungry to learn more about God. He went to this denomination of church and then he, he didn't get they couldn't answer all of his questions. So he went to another denomination. The point is this. He was seeking after God and God was leading him from one place to another and eventually found his way. The Lord led him to Kenneth Hagen. The word of God says once again, though blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. He just wanted to know more about God and God directed his path. To Kenneth Hagin and he sat under Kenneth Hagin and God blessed him bountifully. Remember, the word of God says blessed are those blessed are those in this case. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled and the Lord filled Fred Price. I think it's also interesting. For years, Fred Price had the largest church in America. He had the largest church building in America. The point is this. 
because he hungered and thirsted after righteousness, he sought after it because he had a hunger. Once again, you know what? The Lord blessed him. Once again, when Jesus was teaching on the Beatitudes, these are just ways, once again, that we invite the kingdom of heaven to invade our lives, so to speak. So the Lord wants to bless us. He wants the kingdom of heaven. In fact, when, when the word of God says days of heaven on earth, he wants the kingdom of heaven. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. These are ways where we can invite the kingdom of heaven into our lives. The word of God says, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. You know, uh, as I was meditating on this part, I remember the, the Lord just brought some things to my memory. I know I had an administrator who uh, he was an older gentleman and just uh, uh, to me, just a father figure. I have so much have so much respect for this this particular individual. Well, I know there was a, this uh, particular teacher just had some issues. They had some issues. They could not perform their duties to the level in which it was expected. And they had some other issues going on that greatly impacted the way people viewed them. And I remember um, someone asked this particular administrator, why don't you just get rid of him? Because, you know, this guy's not doing what they're supposed to be doing. You know, they're not doing this, this, this and that. And I never get this administrator. He said, you know what? I can't do that. That said, that man has a wife. And a child for me to do that, it's going to disrupt. His lifestyle. In other words, this administrator had mercy on him, although he was not performing to the level in which he should have performed. He was not doing, he was not even always treating the children like he should have. But that administrator had mercy on him. I think it's quite interesting. Uh, a few years later, uh, you know, you get a new superintendent and he was kind of forced out, so to speak. But it's interesting. After he so-called retired, the state picked him up and the state began to use him. And that man worked for years afterwards doing this, doing that, being a representative of the state in different capacities. The point is this, because he showed mercy, although some people didn't treat him right. But guess what? He was shown mercy and he was able to enjoy uh, several years after his retirement doing what he wanted to do, enjoying life. The Lord knows the word of God says, once again, blessed are those who are merciful for they shall obtain mercy. When you show mercy, you will obtain mercy. The word of God says, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. In Psalms 24, it says, who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord, who shall stand in his holy place. He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who've not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, for he shall receive the blessing from the Lord. The person who's not lifted up his soul into vanity, who's not sworn deceitfully. The person who has a pure heart. Some verses says a clean heart. 
They are innocent. Their motives are pure. The word of God says they shall receive the blessing from the Lord. In this text, it says they shall see God. We say it this way. Once again, they will receive the blessing from the Lord. In other words, they will see the hand of God move on their behalf. Why? Because they have a pure heart, a pure heart to seek after the Lord. Appear hard to do things God's way. They are innocent and they are seeking once again to do things God's way. They have a pure heart. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. They shall see God. Once again, these are ways that we invite the blessing of the Lord into our lives. The word of God says, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the sons of God. When the Lord can trust you, when you have a proven track record to be a peacemaker, the Lord can send you to some interesting places. He can send you to hot into some hostile environments because he knows you're going to keep the peace. You yourself going to remain peaceful. And you know what? There's an anointing on your life for peace. You can listen, people will respect you because you bring about you along with you comes a level of peace. You walk in the room. There's just peace. There's an easiness. And the Lord, listen, once you do this and that anointing is on you, the Lord once again can send you to some hostile territories because you know what? He knows that you're going to have peace there, cause peace to come into that situation through the wisdom of God. Can I share something with you? That also means that the Lord will send you to a place where there's a bigger paycheck. Remember, when you invite the Lord in, the kingdom of heaven, in, there's going to be a blessing. Remember the definition of the Beatitudes, supreme blessedness. These are avenues in which the blessing of the Lord will come down and overtake us. The word of God says, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Let me tell you something. Anytime you're going through something for the sake of the kingdom, Jesus says houses, lands, it talks about mother, father, sister, brother, wife, children, it doesn't matter. For my sake or the sake of the gospel, you will receive a hundredfold return in this lifetime. So once again, if you are persecuted for righteousness sake or people have bad things to say, why? Because you're living like you're supposed to live. You will receive a hundredfold return in this lifetime. Once again, the Beatitudes is just a way for the kingdom of heaven to come into your life. The power of God to be demonstrated in your life. Why? Because you acted in a way that was pleasing to God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Then the scripture, which is similar to this, says, blessed are you when men revile you and they talk bad about you and persecute you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be very glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in this manner, they persecuted the prophets who were before 
you. There's a great blessing when people are persecuting you for righteousness sake. Now, I don't mean self-righteous, but for righteousness sake, you're doing what God has called you to do. You're doing what God is telling you to do. You're standing up for righteousness. The word of God says you're blessed. When you do these things, yes, you'll receive the award in heaven according to the scriptures. But let me tell you something. The Lord will bless you right here on the earth. Let me tell you something. The Lord always pays. Like someone said, he may not always pay on Friday, but he will pay. If you hang in there, the Lord will bless you. So for now, on, when we think about the Beatitudes and we hear the Beatitudes, remember, these are just avenues in which the Lord can come in and bless us. Because you know what? We have the God type of attitude that we're displaying. When we display the God type of attitude, it licenses the Holy Spirit. It licenses the Lord Jesus Christ himself to bless us in a way we never imagined. So let's rethink how we look at the Beatitudes. What does a Beatitude mean? Supreme blessedness. When the Lord gets involved, in your situations and bless you so much that you will live the abundant life. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise.